everybody. Welcome back. Welcome me. Welcome you. Welcome Lydia. How's it going? Hi, Margo. Welcome. Hi. It's going good. This week has been pretty good. How are you? Eh, eh, you're thriving. You're... I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I'm you're here. here. You're We're here. all here together. Waxed yeah. and vaxxed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Well, let's jump right into it, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, I'll go first with my rose. And that was just this past Friday night, we had our virtual fifth year high school reunion, which is crazy. Five years is like, what? I feel like a child still, but it's fine. You know, not the best turnout. It would have been better in person, but we got a good, maybe like 20 or 30 of us, but it was just like nostalgia vibes. Like it was crazy to just hear how everyone was doing, you know? everyone's kind of all over the place but it's like what you expect we're still we're young adults you know but that was nice it was like nice to reminisce wow how many people were in your grade there was like maybe 140 140 I feel like 150 now but around there right um so it was pretty small you know each class is small but um you know you knew everyone's name like you remember everybody Right. So it was just some people are like the exact same, some are different, <laughs> but it's just crazy that like we're old enough to have like milestone reunions already. So yeah, it was nice, even virtually. So yeah, it was, that I'm was glad cool. that was nice. Were there any like awkward moments or was it pretty much smooth sailing? It's funny. Like, yeah, people were not as talkative as I thought. Like at first we were all like, okay so <laughs> crickets it's fine it's wine yeah literally we were like all right <laughs> yeah I saw because you know some people also went to Maryland that went to high school with me one of which right. literally lived on our floor freshman year so he was on so that was funny um but yeah everyone's everyone's good so that was kind of cool yay well glad to hear it thanks what are you up to Um, my rose this week. So if you're not part of the theater community, you might not have heard that there are, well, first of all, there's all these marches on Broadway happening because Broadway is problematic and racist and has allowed for a lot of assault in industry, both sexual and non-sexual. So anyways, this guy, Scott Rudin, who is a very big producer on Broadway, like has produced some of the biggest productions like Book of Mormon, um, the revival of West Side Story, all this stuff, super powerful guy, not just in Broadway, also in the film industry. Anyways, all these allegations came out against him. He's like a big bully, punched a guy in the face, like one of his assistants made him go to the hospital, this whole thing and has been in power for so long. So he's finally like getting pushed out, right? But he was allowed to step back from all of his projects. Classic. He's chosen to step down. He has chosen. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And so all of this stuff has just made me feel really hopeless about the industry and just, you know, like these systems in which we allow for evil people to be in power. And then, so I've been feeling kind of down about that. But what my rose is, is that on the flip side, Recently, I've been working with a lot of my fellow UMD people, uh, theater people, a lot who graduated last year, and the vibes in the rehearsal are just so different. Like, it's such a place of love, and it really gives me hope for the future because, like, they are the future directors of Broadway, you know, and, and it's women of color. Like that's in the Mm. two productions. I am directors, women of color and creating safe spaces where they literally talk 
with you straight up off the bat, or they let you message them or whatever about, you know, what your boundaries are and what triggers you and all this stuff. And it's just a very like welcoming, loving place. And we still do good work, but it's not coming from a place of hierarchy and fear. It's coming from a place of like, this is a beautiful script. Let's make important material together. So I'm just feeling good about that and out with the Scott Rudins of the world because they don't deserve a seat at the table. They do not. That was beautifully said too. That's amazing. Good vibes. And they're the future. You're right. You all are creating the future environments, the better environments. The world needs these changes. Mm. Yes. Happy for you. I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. And that is your industry. That is your world. So yay oh you just like you made me feel like you know you're just like kind of okay and now you're just lifting my spirits that's awesome good so on to what's popping and not popping margo has this in the popping category so i'm gonna <laughs> let her let you know go ahead okay so they announced that elon musk is going to host snl i think may 8th or something it's in okay. like two weeks um I put this in the what's happening category because I think it's going to be so funny. Like, like either way, like either way, can Elon Musk, (laughs) the creator of Tesla really act and sketch comedy? You know, we're going to find out the ratings are going to be through the roof. Like it was a smart move on it's Elon Musk and Miley. So, oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. And you're right. I didn't think about it from like the ratings perspective. It's going to be huge. It's just like when people like him are announced, I just feel bad for like the comedians in the world that like (laughs) get turned down by SNL or like want to work there and can't like, why are we like this America? But you're right. Either way, it's going to be hilarious because if he flops, we're all going to be like, what a dick, what a dumb dumb. But but you're right. And Miley's going to attract everyone also. So it's like, yeah, that's, it's going to be great. You're right. Either way. Oh, you know, they're going to have some sort of like SpaceX sketch or something. Oh yeah. They're going to have like Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So in a couple of weeks, we got that coming. Oh gosh. (laughs) Um, similar, like on the TV topic. So on HBO season two of a black lady sketch show just started. Have you seen this show, Margo? I haven't, but I think I've heard of it. Okay. It's the creator is, or the writer, creator, um, Robin Thede. She's a black woman. Hilarious. Like, honestly, Margo, just watch an episode. If you, they're like 20 minute episodes and it's so funny. Um, And it's been off for a while, but it's all based around like, there's this thing called the event, which is like the end of the world. But the whole Uh show is like split up into little sketches based around this event. And it's just hilarious. Like she writes it from the perspective of a black woman. And it's like a lot of things black women um, would find funny, but it's for everybody. And it's so funny. And season two just came back. Um, Shout out to Kayla Holmes, who watches us. She wanted me to make sure that in this episode, I mentioned the show and quote it by saying see 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 which if you watch the show you'll know what that means but <laughs> that was for you Kayla see 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 you'll know if you watch the show anyway cringing for myself but <laughs> yeah it's really funny like I just made my parents watch the premiere because they cackle and I think you will too and so if anyone likes that show or wants to watch it watch it HBO I think it comes on every Friday night but you know you can catch it whenever um watch it okay What's not popping? Oh, God. 
we have a script. Everyone, we we know what's coming up. Like we have a script, we prepare for you. So I just see what's next and I'm already shaking my head. Go ahead. All right, so let's talk about, this is a few weeks old now, but Khloe Kardashian's unedited bikini pic that got leaked by her assistant, like accidentally. I don't know, the whole circumstance surrounding the leakage is kind <laughs> of fishy. Anyways, I, did you see it, Lydia? I've seen the unedited picture and then yeah. I've seen the, yes, yeah, I'll stop there. Oh, did, is there an edited picture out there of the same? No, I'm just, I'm jumping ahead of you. Like, you know, like in her, in Chloe's whole like cleanup of this whole thing, she like posted the video of her taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. I know, but I, the, I, when I saw the unedited photo, I was actually like, incredibly happy because mm -hmm. she looks real this like, is by the pool like, right I thought it was the mirror one. Oh, I'm thinking of a bikini one by the pool okay I'm probably I'll go I back and look. Wrong. all I know oh. is I saw one picture of yes. hers that was unedited it was a bikini picture and she yes. looked so normal like she looked yeah. Like still amazing, still has abs. She works out so much, you know, like her body is snatched, but it didn't look unrealistic. It didn't look plastic. It didn't look like a Kardashian's body where it's like they have, you know, like this is their body. Cause that's not natural. It's not real. And when I saw it, I was like, yes, like good. Right. This is what she should look like. And so anyways, I've just have been really frustrated by like, on the one hand, I understand her response of being like, I want to be in control of my image. Okay. Yes. But also like as someone who preaches about how they have become healthy and how they have lost all this weight. And, you know, like even as a TV show about empowering people and helping people to find a better spot with their body, what are you actually saying then if you're preaching body positivity, but then editing all of your pictures. Exactly, exactly. Um, a couple of things I wanna say. One, with the picture, her unedited picture, it's like the show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians has been on for over 10 years or 10 years, whatever. Like we've seen them transform. It's not like we didn't see Chloe before a lot of the things she did to her body. So it's like, what was the big deal? We, we saw how you were before. and. Right nothing changed so yeah and to what you were just saying like you can't have it both ways you can't pre preach body positivity and then go and talk about controlling your image and all that da, 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 da. and it's like I don't get like at this point we know that Chloe has struggled so much with her body and you know she had a whole show called revenge body trying right. to help transform people and like those were real people that didn't have the money to do the things that she can do so she's kind of hypocritical for that and it's like I, I also while you were talking was thinking about skims and like kim's whole company of shapewear and it's she's got some great pieces i've splurged once or twice on a few items <laughs> because it's nice but it's like that is the kind of thing like that's empowering and and but also at the same time it's like well you know kim has changed her body a little bit so eh. but it's like yeah, you can't have it both ways. I, I I did not agree with how Chloe handled all of that. You know, I think you have to, when people show you who they are, you know, you believe them. And I think her initial reaction to that unedited photo was like, holy shit, oh my God, emergency, take this down, 
clear it up like how she yeah. tried to do so that is her true feeling on it no matter what statement she puts out and you know it's hypocritical it's it's <sighs> yeah it's hypocritical in my opinion yeah I agree you can't be like the plastic Barbie doll and the woman who tries to be one for all women and empower everybody it's exactly. like you can't you can't have both she clearly is trying to erase and rebuke and denounce how she used to look because she's ashamed of that. And it's fine. You know, we all have body image issues in some way. It's fine yeah. to admit that. And it's like the average person can't do anything about that. They can just work out if they choose to or do what they can. It's like right. we don't all have, you know, the best L.A. plastic surgeons on speed dial. Yeah. So, it, so, you know, yeah, it's yeah. So Chloe, no. Oh, uh, okay. We're not going to talk about this for a second time, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Margo. I would just popped up in my head because, you know, Demi Lovato has been very outspoken about her body issues. It's like, did, I'm just asking, did you see the tea with the ice cream? Okay. Okay. I, that's all. That's all. Moving on. Matt James. Matt James, okay, has... <laughs> was seen hanging out with 16 year old tiktokers in the back of their videos it's like all of these 16 year old girls dressed like kind of provocatively you know in like their tight little short dresses and then in the back is just tall matt james with his beard and i'm like what are you doing why are you hanging out with 16 year olds matt james Matt James, okay, Margo, Matt James is here for the coins. He's trying to make his money. We know this. We know that's all it is, okay? Because yeah. right now, what are we doing sitting here talking about it? But no. So, you know, we've touched on the whole TikToker and YouTube boxing trend happening now and the Paul brothers. And so recently, Jake Paul had a fight against Ben Askren, who's like a world champion Olympic boxer that... Jake Paul knocked out in the first round of the fight. We don't talk about that. But so that was like a whole big thriller boxing event in Atlanta, Georgia um, recently. And so like all these celebrities and TikTokers went to it as well as right. Matt James. He flew on the private plane with the TikTokers to this event. And that's the first time I noticed. I was like, what is Matt doing on this <laughs> plane with Addison Ray? What? I don't get it. He's, he's chasing his money. I get it. He's like, his season is over. He didn't end up with Rachel. He needs to figure out what he can do to stay on our TV screens and on Instagram. Yeah. <sighs> Although quick side note, and like he was, there is another picture of him hanging out with Rachel. So I think they are 100%. Oh, you're right. Located. Yeah. They're back together. But whatever, we knew he went on the badge. I mean, Claire literally called him out before she he went on her season because he was supposed to go on her season originally. And then they had beef. And then that's when he became the first Black Bachelor. Didn't know that. Okay. But she called him out because he was planning interviews before he had even gone on the season. He was like planning to do interviews. And she was like, if you're trying to do interviews because you were cast on The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette before you've even gone on the show, then there's something wrong with your intentions. She called him out and then people were like defending him or whatever. Then he became The Bachelor. But all I'm saying is 
Claire, we have our issues with Claire, but she was right. So that's all I'm saying. You're right. She was right. And at this very moment, there could be a house somewhere where Claire and Dale and Rachel and Matt are all chilling, being like, ha, ah, we fooled everybody. We're all in love. But interesting. Did not know that about Matt on Claire's season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All we want is for Michelle to win in all of this. Okay. I know. I know. Um, all right. Well, then let's move on and kind of segue into other Bachelor tea because that is our main topic today. Go on and tell them. So Colton Underwood, uh, who was a former Bachelor, came out on Good Morning America this week. He did a tell-all and he came out as gay. I don't know about you, Lydia, but I did not see this coming at all. Like, it was a shock to the world, to all of Bachelor Nation, because this man had deleted all of his social media after he had the restraining order, court order thing with Cassie. He had deleted all of his social media, and he came out of nowhere and announced this, and I was shocked. You were shocked because remember you've been in Bachelor Nation like this is your bread and butter so you as an avid fan were shocked. Yes and I will say like I no one should ever speculate on anyone's sexuality because it's none of our business but when he said it I was like this does make sense because he always had this storyline as being a virgin but he could never explain why he was like people would always ask him and because, you know, he'd been this big football star. And so people were like, oh, you must have slept with so many women. And he was right. like, no, I wanted to find someone special. But he wasn't waiting for marriage. So it was like a weird thing. But now, I mean, now it makes a lot more sense. Wow, that's crazy. Did he, uh, okay, this is like raising kind of a controversial question, but do you think that he is a virgin? Like he was telling the truth about that and it was just, he had had sex with a man. Oh, I don't think he ever, I don't think he's done anything. Oh, I mean, I could be, I could be wrong. Um, To me, it sounded like in this interview, this is something that he suppressed for so long, even while he was dating Cassie, that, you know, the only time something could have happened would be in like the last year or, you know, the last few months since his breakup with Cassie. But see, this is where you and I see, I, I tend to disagree with you a little bit here because in the interview, he mentioned something about when he found out he was going on the bachelor that he like, thanked God for making him straight or something like that. And like, to me, for this is all us gossiping and judging. We don't know, but I feel like Yes, like he said, he had been suppressing it for years, but I think he knew that he was gay. And I don't think that he went on the show n- not intending to find a wife. I do think he he did go on the show to find it. But yeah. I, 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 I think he was fully aware that he preferred men. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I agree with that. I mean, yeah. I think he knew. And in his mind, it was like, if I could just find the right woman, then it could work. Like, I think he knew he was gay and still had hope that he could be turned straight. Okay. And, um, okay. Yeah. So 
it was like watching his interview I felt really bad for him because you could just tell like how much the emotion was there and so not only him figuring that out on his own but then sharing it with the world yeah on a good morning America tell all but here's what I don't think was great um he didn't tell Cassie before the interview that he was gay or that he was doing the interview um and also let's not forget that he did stalk her and she did have to try and get a restraining order against him you know a few months ago or you know in the last year so this does not excuse any of that behavior it 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 makes us have empathy because we understand he's been going through something but it does not excuse the behavior And Cassie hasn't really said anything. She's on vacation right now. I don't know if she Mm -hmm. went on vacation once she heard, but I think to find something out like that from your TV, from Good Morning America is probably extremely difficult. Yes, because she found out, you know, there'll be, she'll have an interview in a few months where she's like, I found out with the world, you know, like they have that line where they find out with us. Um, but I remember like one of our first episodes, maybe, or it was at least I feel like winter of 2020, where you were talking about Colton and the whole restraining order and his crazy ass antics with Cassie. And it's like, was that all overkill? Like, was he just like trying to do anything to like, I don't know, stray away from who he was? I don't know. Me psychoanalyzing. Uh And I am no therapist. Okay. But for me, it seemed like he found a person that he thought he could fake it enough with for his life. I mean, you also have to recognize he grew up very religiously. So not only is like he going against the football culture and everything, but he's going against like, I mean, he talks about God in his GMA interview, you know, he's going against what his religion says is correct. So I think what happened is he dated Cassie. He was like, I think I can do this for my life. Then something happened where she wasn't, I mean, we don't really know what the details of the initial breakup were, Mm -hmm. but it sounded like she ended it. So she must've felt like there was a distance or something, or she just fell out of love with him, whatever. Maybe she never even knew, got an idea. And then for him, it's like finding out the only person he thinks that he could possibly be straight with like that he could he could force himself to feel that way with um doesn't want him anymore and then it's like oh my god what am I gonna do I'm never gonna find another woman again that I could fake this with then I have to confront the fact that I'm gay I don't want to be gay I would rather die like you know it's a whole a whole mind fuck that's a pretty good analysis you're right yeah he freaked the fuck out yeah freaked the fuck out and now he's getting a Netflix show? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. We're going to preface this with what you said earlier, Margo. You said that we can't question when anyone decides to come to their truth and tell, be out with their truth. So we have to praise him for that honesty, no matter when it happened. But on the flip side, he does have a new Netflix show coming all about his life now as a publicly gay man. And one would be like the timing. Is he capitalizing on this news? Is he monetizing on it? Is he exploiting himself? Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's just strange that you can tell how choked up he is in the GMA interview. Why would he want to do that for an entire show on Netflix? You know, like that's really difficult and vulnerable. 
I don't know if he was approached. I don't know if he was friends with a producer at Netflix and they suggested this to him when he came out, mm -hmm. what the deal was. But people are not very happy because there's actually been a petition for him to not have the Netflix show that has like 30,000 signatures, which I'm sure of some of those, there are people who are homophobic. Like let's right. say like Bachelor Nation is not the most accepting place. So I'm sure people are coming after him. But I also think it is people from the, you know, LGBTQ plus community being like, why does he why does this former bachelor get a whole Netflix show about this when there have been so many other like great role models from the community that don't get offered the same opportunity? I think they just think it's really random. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what you were saying earlier is what I kind of thought, like trying to be in defense of Colton, maybe some producer friends came to him and were like, dude, you have to do a show about this. And maybe he was hesitant and finally gave in and was like, also, the conspiracy theorist in me is like, what if this is secretly the first gay Bachelor show on ABC and they're just not telling us anything and they're filming that? You as Bachelor Nation expert, is that likely or no? You said the fan base is fairly homophobic. I mean, it would be a, like Demi was the first out person. I don't know if you've heard of Demi. She was on Colton's season. And then on the following season of Bachelor in Paradise, she came out as bi on the show. Okay. And it did not go over so well. Oh. Like um, people were not. It, the That also seems really like her being on the show. And she was like dating a girl back home. And then they flew her out onto the show. And it was this whole drama and the whole thing about also kind of like capitalizing on it and stuff but um yeah I don't think they're ready yet for the first okay gay uh bachelor bachelorette but also I think there are there's whispers that the franchise might be ending after Michelle's season why just because of like all the drama they've had with Chris Harrison and just yeah and finding and and I think also with Colton coming out you know it's like, okay, why do we keep finding people who aren't in it for the right reasons or whatever, which Colton maybe wasn't, you know, like maybe he really thought this show was going to help him. Um, but like, obviously other people like Matt, like all these other, we keep finding people who are going on the show for clout. So maybe the structure of The Bachelor just doesn't work anymore. I mean, it worked when it was a show 20 years ago when social media wasn't a thing. Right. But that's no longer the case and it's also not like love island where people go on for sure to get instagram followers but that's part of the drama of it all like they're trying to find people who are clout chasers so potential for the whole season or the whole show not to exist anymore that actually i think that might happen i mean the number one thing the as more time goes on it's only more popular and people are you know you can't take social media away that's yeah. you're not going to solve that issue so yeah there's no solving that that problem of people going on for um on for different intentions so yeah that could happen are you going to be sad if that happens you're going to cry we'll see i mean i'll probably find something to replace it but i you're will gonna have to start watching housewives yeah, exactly <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I guess in summary with that, we'd say happy for Colton living his truth, publicly yeah. living his truth. 
Um, and hopefully that is for the right reasons. And Michelle, we're looking forward to seeing you thrive. <laughs> okay. All I just wanted to say really quickly for my housewives people, new seasons coming. Beverly Hills and New York City are both starting soon. Okay. Get excited. We got Atlanta's wrapping up with their reunion right now. Dallas is about to have their reunion. And then New Jersey will come soon after. So lots happening on Bravo. Come on, Margo. <laughs> join us. Join us. Okay. Which one should be my starting one? New York? Beverly Hills? I mean, I, I Jersey has always been my favorite. I don't know why. I think it was the family aspect of it. So I would say, like, I would be jealous of you starting Jersey from the beginning. Like, all right, all right. <laughs> so, so I think that would have my vote. But you know, Potomac, which is also coming back for season six. How could I forget Maryland? Whoop, whoop. Um, but yeah, I would say start with New Jersey. But also, you love New York, so you would enjoy New York. And with Luann and all that, I think Jersey or New York, I would say start with. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So switching gears, we're staying on track with our time and just trying to be succinct. We always, you know, want to keep it real with you guys about what's going on in the world. We can't ignore the news of last week. And that is the jury had reached their verdict on the Derek Chauvin trial in the killing of George Floyd. And that was, he was found guilty. Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all three counts. And I just wanted, you know, Margo, your, your preliminary thoughts when you, when you heard that verdict. Right. I mean, I was stressed the whole day. I actually went into a rehearsal at the exact time that the jury was supposed to announce. So I didn't get to see it live. I just found out after. And I was like, I mean, it's a relief, but why does it have to be a real, you know what I mean? Like to me, there is no way to argue that this guy didn't murder George Floyd, but then hearing the defense over, you know, the weeks leading up to the verdict. Um, yeah, it was pretty disheartening. And also like the fact that cops never get charged mm-hmm. for murdering people of color, like ever. Uh, it was definitely stressful. Also, yeah, I, I mean, I'm very relieved and I think that he's been held accountable, but like, this is just the beginning. I mean, like what, 15 minutes later, uh, police, uh, a member of the police murdered a 16 year old, um, black female. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's not you know, there's so much more work to do. Definitely. And you're hitting on that point of, you know, this verdict was an idea of the account and accountability being, you know, him being held accountable, but it not being necessarily justice because justice would be George Floyd being alive today. Right. And sounds like, yeah, you did, you did watch a little bit of the trial. I definitely was keeping up with it. Um, And one thing for me, like I was a lot of times trying to put myself in the place of a jury member sitting there, like listening to everything. And I thought the prosecution um, had a very good ending point when they did their closing arguments, the prosecution, their very last sentence, because the defense and part of their argument for why Derek Chauvin was innocent was saying that George Floyd, like they, they pointed a lot to George Floyd's medical history and was right. saying that his, he had an enlarged heart and the prosecution kind of flipped that on its head in their closing statement. And they said the reason for George Floyd's death 
was not that his heart was too big, but that Derek Chauvin's heart was too small. Mm. And I was like, yeah, way to sum that up. So accountability was served. Justice would be being George Floyd alive, but you know, we'll, we'll hopefully take it as a sign of good things to come and accountability being something that is more um, implemented in our legal system and that it's true that no one is above the law, we hope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and it's important to remember, obviously, that just having any sort of verdict is a win for the family because a lot of, in a lot of these cases, Breonna Taylor one is one that jumps out those families weren't even given a trial because there weren't charges brought against those officers. So getting to a trial is a victory in and of itself. So we just wanted to touch on that and we will close with our quotes of the day. Mine is definitely related to this verdict. So I'll just read it really quickly. And it says it's by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it says the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Mm. yeah Ah, mine does not coincide well with what we just (laughs) talked about but it's more about uh mental states of being Mm -hmm. and it's from oprah love oprah hey girl Uh, the greatest discovery of all time is that a person can change his future by merely changing his attitude which again i will say is a good quote not for what we were just talking about. Right. Um, but yes, love some Oprah wisdom. Definitely Oprah wisdom. And it's true. You can open so many doors with just how you present yourself in the world. Love it. Positive attitudes. <sighs> let's, let's do a quick in and out, Margo. In. <sighs> Have a great week. Oh, sorry. Yes. Feel the feelings. Oh, Have... oh, not me cutting you off again. Sorry. One more time. What did you say? I just said it. It's springtime, you know, like, ooh, like flowers. Like, yeah, yes. it yeah, is springtime. Go outside. Take a walk. Yes. I need to do that. I need to take a walk. Oh, my goodness. My pale the girl needs a little sun. <laughs> ooh. But have a good week, Margo. Have a good week, everyone. And we'll see you in two weeks.